0: we are back with another tourist trap podcast <clears throat> and this week we wanted to talk a little bit about the Bodie wedding that just happened up in rural Connecticut.
1: I think it's good to start though with the whole um you know who who Bodie is um Emily Bode, Bodie um <laughs> And her whole aesthetic and lifestyle really she lives a lifestyle that goes with her
0: brand she has a whole lifestyle brand um so yeah so Emily Bodie is her name the brand is called Bodie not Bode um, even though it's spelled B-O-D-E we used to carry them at Totokayo I think we were actually one of the first stockist to actually carry them which was pretty cool no, I didn't know that. um yeah i remember this going
1: before she won
0: the menswear prize yeah she won the 2019 cfda emerging designer award um, for menswear, but, um no she just like emerging designer yeah. um but yeah so has won a lot of awards but yeah we we were i think the first first or one of the first uh, stockists to actually carry them. And I remember seeing her very first collection when she was showing it for wholesale buyers. Um, And back then it was all essentially just like... um, One-of-a-kind pieces. Yeah, like one-of-a-kind pieces made with like, you know curtains or like tablecloths that Emily had found at some like flea market in France or like Lancaster, Pennsylvania or something like that and created a whole like crazy looking patchwork collection out of it.
1: Yeah I mean the true ethos of the brand was initially like a true sustainable model because it was about upcycling all these beautiful materials to make like one-of-a-kind pieces. I mean now that she's like you know scaled a bit she has had to branch out a little bit into like inventory and and making a few new pieces but I think she really tries to stay true to her original like sustainable like ethos like I was saying
0: yeah um yeah I mean and if you go on her website she has a whole section of -of one-of-a-kind pieces still so I think that that's still you know important to her but scale it scaling a one-of-one business for each skew is like basically impossible that's like a couture level brand and unless you're selling your pieces for like ten thousand dollars each then you can't really grow
1: (laughs) yeah I mean and I would say a lot of the pieces are quite aspirational they're super expensive they're so beautiful Chris and I have been we're trying to decide what piece we're gonna invest in. we definitely are gonna buy something to share um she just has beautiful beautiful like Embroidered shirts that are great, like kind of unisex-looking clothing. I actually, the store in New York is super inspiring too. Um, she just opened a new one in LA. Is that where it was, or was it Yeah,
0: she has a new store in LA. She also has a tailoring shop in New York. So, oh, yeah. I should um, talk
1: about the concept of that tailoring shop because it's so cute, kind of like very Wes Anderson kitschy.
0: Yeah, it's right next to the New York store on Hester Street, so there this little tiny coffee shop that had been there for decades was closing down, and the Bodhi team decided, okay, let's just take over this space, and so there's a little mini coffee shop that sells cardamom coffee, like Indian-style uh, coffee, um, and then you can also drop Clothes off to get tailored or embroidered there or repaired. So there's also that sustainability narrative with it.
1: And I thought it was so smart of her to open a shop like that because the clothes, like I said, are somewhat like unisex, and so you you do need to get them fitted if you know you're you know depending on your size or your you know if you're you know identify as a female male that kind of thing and you know. Um, it's, yeah, it's very interesting I love, that, I love that she did that I thought it was really cool that you could yeah. go and get like everything fitted which makes a
0: lot of sense and it doesn't even have to be Bodhi stuff by the way so like you can just bring in like regular denim that you got at Acne or Levi's and get that tailored there too so it, it's not meant to be just for Bodhi product
1: yeah. and I do want to briefly talk about Emily Bodie's wedding that just happened. Um, so she just got married to her husband.
0: Um, I'm not sure what what's her husband's name? Uh Aaron, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's uh of Indian descent and they got married at their house in northwestern Connecticut. Um so very like upstate looking wedding. But the whole the whole wedding was essentially, like, a big photo shoot for Bodhi. And so they enlisted yeah, the a bunch of the marketing yeah. was so
1: smart. I have to say, like, we were just talking about this, that it's, like, is this going to be the new norm for people who have brands to basically, like, use their wedding as a way to advertise the clothing and launch collections?
0: Oh, I definitely think it is. And so, like, the Kardashians essentially did that with Dolce & Gabbana. Mm-hmm. But, like, this was even more personal because it was, like – emily's personal brand that she was promoting through the wedding um but i totally think like you know when kim kardashian gets married she'll probably have a skims campaign like attached to it um when she gets married again, gets married again <laughs> for the fourth time um but uh and i don't think it I don't think it necessarily is just, like, limited to weddings. I think there's so much attention around life events, like getting engaged or, like, with Rihanna's, like, birth of their kid recently. Like, I think the, like, more and more celebrities are probably going to see those, like, big PR moments as also a chance to, like, sell stuff to their, like, super fans. Yeah, and it's really
1: something that's coming out of, like, I wouldn't say we're, like, you know post-pandemic yet but you know getting kind of to a point where people are things are opening up a little more um and i feel like kind of the opposite of being like closeted up and private everyone's just opening up these personal life events and you know using it as an opportunity to advertise too because kind of like to entice people to come back to the brand and to shop
0: yeah totally and so like the what the wedding photos in vogue for Emily and Aaron's wedding all looked really good and they had a ton of like fashion industry insiders there and lots of marigolds wow, and marigolds like, white tuxes and it all of it's shoppable on the Bodhi website yeah, they had, right
1: they now. Quite a few stars there. I mean, like, you know, kind of some insiders, but you know, definitely people that, you know, everyone would know.
0: Yeah, Ella M. Hoff was there who's uh Kamala Harris's uh daughter? stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a bunch of like a lot of famous photographers and uh the pyre moss designer Kirby Jean Raymond was there mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people. But yeah, it looked really good. Um uh Emily wore Chanel slingbacks, which I thought was like she wore like a basically like a Bodhi wedding dress and then Chanel shoes, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so. I love that <laughs> combo. Yeah. So. But um,
1: definitely we'll, we'll link also the the photos that, you know, were in Vogue because they were amazing. It was beautiful to look through, super inspirational. And I have to say I love the way they did their kind of cultural um, combinations and that, like, you know, they obviously had, like, all this beautiful, like, Indian henna and all the traditional things you have with an Indian wedding. But then they had, like, a, a lobster bake for, like, the the food. So And they have all these, like, beautiful lobster bibs they made with everyone's names embroidered. Um so I thought that was very cool. I like that a lot. I um, mean they're selling those lobster bibs by the way.
0: Shoppable lobster bibs. Yep. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that that's all we have for this week and we'll see you back next week.